0: Three, two, one, podcast. Ah, Yay! No! <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. This is our episode one. One, one of Headful of Hannibal. And that's H E A D. F U L L, head full of Hannibal. How NBC, else would you spell it? Hmm. How else would you spell it? Head full it? can be one word. H oh, A D F U L. Like but actual as, English. Yes. Yeah. As producer Justin pointed out, <laughs> that ties us to the larger Brian Fuller verse. Right. So we can expand our offering. Which is what we <laughs> want. Yes. Uh, so we are a NBC Hannibal and Beyond fan podcast. <laughs> and uh and i'm amy i'm jennifer and we are here just kind of out of our own delight for the tv show in particular of uh What's Jen, we're well, here because I it. said,
1: Amy, you have to watch the show Hannibal. So I have somebody to talk to about it. And you're like, I don't know. I get obsessed about these things. And now we're having a podcast.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, <So> and, <laughs> and I resisted for a long time because I'm not really a TV watcher or a current TV watcher. So I did not come to Hannibal until the TV show was over, uh, which is actually probably good because I think it would have... Killed me to watch it in real time. It was painful. It was. I'm sure it was painful. <laughs> Obviously, the show is over, so we are going to be a full-on spoiler zone. So if you haven't seen the show and you don't know what's going to happen and you don't want to know, we recommend that you watch it right now or don't listen <laughs> because we might jump back and forth. We plan on doing like recaps and stuff, but... There will probably be a lot of back and forth, and and it doesn't necessarily have to be linear kind of things. But yes, all spoilers. All spoilers all the time. <laughs> Please do. Um, and I actually wanted to start by reading a quote that I found on Metafilter. And uh, there's some great, if you get obsessed and want to read back over things, I recommend there's some excellent Hannibal Metafilter discussions, uh, they're awfully fun after you've watched the season and you're reading people's reactions to what they were watching in real time, because you get to watch people completely freak out over stuff. But I found this excellent quote, because as I said, I do tend to get obsessed. <laughs> and Jen, Jen has watched this happen for the past six months. But one Metafilter user named a radical lawyer in a thread called The Silence of the Fannibles said I am still able to suspend my disbelief. I may have ulterior motives. First, I blog about menswear and the show is practically porn in that regard. Second, I have had a man crush on Moss since ever since Valhalla Rising, which perhaps not coincidentally, I loved and my spouse hated. Third, and this is the relevant part for me, I almost never get hooked on TV and so I have all of this pent up obsessiveness finally finding an outlet. That pretty much sums it up for me. Mm. Yeah. So, do you want to mention like where we live and, and <laughs> okay? And our, our, our are these to our... be personal intros? They can be personal intros, yeah. or we can just talk about where we're from. Yeah, Baltimore.
1: But we're not getting any more specific than that because we don't want like serial killers to come mm. after us or anything. So, yeah, uh, I live in Baltimore. Are, were we going to talk about what brought
0: us to Hannibal 2 at this point? I also live in Baltimore. We can get there. <laughs> <laughs> I have an outline. You're, but you're it's the real one vague. with the outline. <laughs> it's real vague. But yeah, we're in Baltimore, and I kept watching the show and going to Jen and saying, "I know they say this happens in Baltimore and DC and Northern Virginia, but this can't could not have actually happened in those areas and had the show like logistically happen." Yeah, um, because the area is too spread out and too congested, um, and they don't really embed it in Baltimore. Like, they'll mention places, but they make up names. It was filmed in Toronto, and as a local to Baltimore, you're like, that's obviously not a building in Baltimore. That's not what geography looks like here. Right. But...
1: Well, we do have, like, three feet of snow outside right now. Yeah, so like, yeah. It's totally snowing. It's it terrible. snows all the time. <laughs> it's <Maryland>. really bleak.
0: <laughs> uh, and... But on the other hand, it's fun to live in Baltimore and have this show and these books be around this area and think, well... Hannibal would totally eat at this restaurant, or he'd totally shop at this store. I love the Hopkins link to
1: Hannibal because it's such a big hit to Hopkins' reputation. (laughs) Which gives me really good great pleasure, like a
0: good hit or like a, <laughs> a bad hit. Yeah, oh. yeah.
1: like <laughs> you had a serial killer psychiatrist. <laughs> just
0: let him in on the merit of his artwork. Yeah, <laughs> you gave him a full ride uh, of his juvenile juvenilia <laughs> because
1: he did great like fanfic artwork of his obsessions, and
0: that's what you get. Yeah, and now your name is tarnished forever. But yeah, so that was a lot of you know. I drive through the like a main part of the city every day to work and I think hmm, I wonder if Hannibal live in this neighborhood and maybe this house would be the one that he and then I look them up on Google Maps and I send them to Jen and I say <laughs> <laughs> I say hey <laughs> what do you think of this one I guess we should actually do like how we came to Hannibal and um yeah my Hannibal history
1: started actually because I had a mother who read a lot of like, all the stuff that I eventually loved, um, you know, like sci-fi and fantasy and like vampire chronicles and all that kind of stuff. So I found the books like laying around the house when I was like in middle school. Um, and um, yeah, I clearly remember like reading like uh, Interview with a Vampire at a very, very young age when I couldn't understand most of it. But I was just obsessed with like the back cover. Um, and then, yeah, I found Silence of the Lambs laying around the house and read it. Um, and it was freaking fabulous, but I don't think I got like the breadth of the, and the beauty of it at the time. Um, and then of course, saw the movie, like everybody did and it was fabulous. Um, and then when I heard the show was coming on, I was cautiously interested in it, but I think like everybody you're like, well, they can't really do that. Can they? I mean, they can't really have Hannibal without like Anthony Hopkins. He's Hannibal. And, of course, that totally flipped and changed. I mean, I think that's one of the greatest gifts of the show is that it gave us Hannibal as a fully realized character instead of, like, this sort of ham-fisted way of, like, getting to a character in 15 minutes or whatever. Um, not that I'm, like, shitting on his acting, which was great, but it was just, like, it was what it was, and it was in the 80s. Um And so it took me a while to kind of realize where the vision was going with Hannibal, the television show, but like once it got started, I was like, oh, this is really beautiful. And then it just tied into the themes that are like really, really important to me in my life. And so I became obsessed with it because like it's really, beauty is really important to me. And um, also seeing people and their true nature is really important to me. And I think those are like the overarching themes of the show. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'm hooked.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I got there. My first experience, I remember when Silence of the Lambs came out. I think I was in middle school or late or early high school. And I didn't see it in the theater, but I was home alone one night and it was on probably Showtime. And I remember watching it by myself in a chair, wrapped up in a blanket, fascinated and terrified. And it was I, I don't like horror usually. Um, And this that I would sit and watch this by myself and through went through the whole thing, I think, was really like a credit to the to that movie. And I know I read the book probably later on in high school. And again, didn't get a lot of it, didn't really understand the sort of themes or things like that. And then, you are know, just kind of a cultural, it's like a, a cultural memory almost. It was so popular. And then when I'd heard about the TV show, I remember thinking, oh, they're remaking another thin <laughs> thing. <laughs> I was like, we don't need another remake. And um, I didn't watch it because I don't watch TV usually in real time. And Jen kept saying I needed to watch it. And mm-hmm. and then I got on Tumblr and I followed some people who... I didn't follow them because they're Hannibal fans. I followed them over, uh, actually, Marvel fandom and some of them crossover. And I s- kept seeing all of these gift sets and pictures and I was like, this looks really... Int- like This is that show. It's really intriguing. And Jen was like, you have to watch it. <laughs> and I remember you talking about the finale, not like talking about it, but talking about your yeah, experience you spoilers, of right? the finale and you did not spoil anything. And finally I was like, "Fine, I'll go ahead and watch this. <laughs> and I was, I remember watching the first one and just being like, Oh, Oh, okay. Now I get, okay. I totally get this. This is my thing. This mm. is totally my thing. It was the acting, the aesthetic, the sound The whole nine yards was totally... It did it for me. And then I plowed through all of the uh, three seasons last fall. Uh, Jen was there for moral support (laughs) (laughs) for the finale, (laughs) which we have continued to extend to other people. Uh, And yeah, I just loved... For me, a lot of it was the relationships. I love watching Hannibal and Will's relationship in particular. It's, to me, is very unique. And that constant push-pull of attraction and revulsion and love and hate and uh you know my own internal like and i am a huge fan of hannibal the character and i will go like totally giddy about him but i will always admit like he's not a good person no like i might love him and occasionally i might like out and and just get into the stupidest ideas or whatever but I'll always go back to the idea that Hannibal is a bad dangerous person. Um I don't necessarily think of him as evil because I don't really necessarily believe in the evil in that sense but I it's it's always will go back I'm like he's not a good person. And honestly as much as I love Will I don't think Will's a very good person no. either at times. Team Dark Will. <laughs>
1: He's super hot when he's not a yeah. person. But, um, yeah. I mean, the thing about Hannibal not being a good person is that at least he's kind of honest about it. If you can stay with him long enough to see it, then you see it. You see him for what he is. And um, I just love the idea that they they latched onto early on um, as him as Satan or a Luciferian character, because, you know, the whole Luciferian thing is bringing light to darkness. So bringing that darkness into the light and showing it for what it really is. And I think that was kind of like,
0: that's his
1: character's motivation in a way.
0: I feel like that's something people, I'm glad you said that because I think sometimes people look at that idea playing Hannibal as Satan. And they tend to think of the very heavy handed, like evil, walking the earth kind of Satan. No, Elizabeth. I
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very and, much like
0: Luciferian
1: to me. But I, I guess I'll come clean and say that, like, I mean, I I also practice witchcraft. And I practice a Luciferian tradition of witchcraft. And so um, for me, it ties into those kind of things. um, uh, And the mythology, which is like, we won't go into that.
0: Right <laughs> <laughs> That's another. Podcast. That's a whole other road. But what, Yeah, and I feel like if you look at Hannibal too much as just Satan, it's it sort of takes out the nuances, right, of the character, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not very interesting to just think of him as pure or evil all the time. Um, but as I uh, a phrase I came across while looking uh, looking up stuff on Marvel and the huge, and I admit I'm a huge Loki fan is the idea that Loki's not your wooby? He is not your little teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing in Hannibal. I'm like Hannibal's not your wooby, and neither is Will. Actually nobody is in the show. Well, maybe sassy science. Maybe team sassy science. But even they've got a little bite to them. Oh, totally. <laughs> um maybe the dogs. The dogs are. The but dogs I just like the fact there's are. nobody who's like super super yeah. uh nice and they're complicated characters. So I I liked all of that and uh, and since I watched the show, I'm now working my way through the books. So I just finished Hannibal. I have not yet read Hannibal Rising. I'll probably go there at some point. You have to. Just to be a completist. Yeah, just do it. Just get it over with. Yes. <laughs> um. Oh, and so we wanted to... Uh, one thing we wanted to include is because we're both foodies, and we like to cook, and we like to drink. So today we are having as I call them, jam jargaritas. Their recipe is from Northwest Edible Life, a great blog. And it's a uh, it's margarita where you use whatever jam you have on hand to pump it up a little bit. Today, it's blackberry. They're really good. And, yeah. <laughs> so we've just about finished our first round. <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. Um, and I made dinner for us because we're at my house uh, and we had... Uh, very elaborate taco salads that I made, which is not a very Hannibal meal. I can't think of any character who, what character would eat taco salad for dinner? Well, Will would, but he would get it from Chipotle, which I can't pronounce very well. <laughs> hey, would he get it at Chipotle?
1: Yeah. Or would he get it like at the Royal Farm store on his way home to Wolf
0: Trap? <laughs> to Wolf Trap. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he'd totally, he'd be like 7-Eleven nachos. Yeah, I think Alana would be into these drinks. Oh, Yeah. Totally. I think she would definitely. She definitely do the greatest. So our overall plan is kind of do some recaps. We want to talk about Baltimore-specific places. Uh, we thought it would be fun to maybe do some um, location, like Dinners Out or places in Baltimore that might be related to Hannibal or we think should be related. Uh, so there will probably be like an Instagram and some elaborate show notes. We may do some crafts, uh, producer Justin knows how to make a bull roar. What? And Jen has put in a request for a custom one. I really want a bull roar. I want so. to freak people out. <laughs> we will. It'll <laughs> be freaking people out. And. We would love to have some guests, just people who are fans, and we also have, you know, quite a wide variety of friends with some very specific skill sets, so... Uh, well,
1: you know, because the cool thing about this for me, and the, the reason I would want to listen to this podcast, um, is because I love listening to people who are obsessed with the same things as me talk about it in any form, in in a variety of forms, so... Well, I love that Let's moment that. when you're like,
0: that's me. That's me. That's how oh. I feel. It's like in Velvet Goldmine. That's one of my favorite scenes in Velvet Goldmine. Oh my God. <laughs> that's speech. No, that's the first I've made I've made one GIF in my life and it was off of that. Oh. And and I yes, that resonance of like, that was me, and also that's how I feel about things. Well,
1: and I mean that ties back into that whole thing about being seen and the overall theme of Hannibal the television show is being seen for who you really are and that's I think that's why we both love that scene in Velvet Goldmine because of that same power it's like oh my god that's who I really am and he's standing there in like his parents living room and his parents are totally
0: appalled (laughs) and oblivious. and (laughs) oblivious and he's suddenly like found his thing you know but it's I think in that scene in Velvet Goldmine he's like the pointing at the TV and yelling is only in his head, I think. Because really? I think because they then flip to him just sitting there watching the TV. No, like, I don't know. I'll look it up. We're gonna have to watch it again. Who <laughs> oh, <no>, knows? <so laughs> have to watch *Belleville Goldmine* again. <laughs> oh, that's um, sad. That'll make me sad if that's the case. I, but no, I like that because it's it is the feel. I've had that feeling of sitting there, encountering something, and thinking, "Oh my god, yes, exactly." Right. But trying to like keep cool on the outside. Yeah. 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 And I was very. um, very self conscious and very into keeping my cool when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And the older I've gotten, the less I care. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm like, I'm a big fool and here you go. And now I'm doing a Yay! podcast about this TV show that I love. <laughs> I just rewatched <laughs> episode one as homework. It was a hardship. It was real hard uh, the other day. And I watched it on my tablet with headphones in and i was telling jen that my first let me see if i could find my note exactly how i wrote this down i have a note in my notebook it says headphones whoa the music <laughs> <laughs> because it starts it starts before the visuals even start oh really the sound is there before they bring up mm. on the first scene that's and nice. and i'm um i have long listened to noise music and industrial and stuff like that. So the the sound production and the original score and music for Hannibal is right up my alley. I love it. So it start, starts right off. It's incredibly noisy, <clears throat> and I made a note. It takes um almost two minutes before there's any any voices. It's cool. Yeah, it's like it was a minute almost. Yeah, almost two minutes. And, and is that
1: when he does the, when the the
0: it doesn't yeah and and it isn't it starts the reliving the crime mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, so and the first thing you hear is will's voice and it's him discussing Mm -hmm. the crime which spoiler alert is is the first crime that they know belongs to the red dragon
1: like his first botched attempt
0: yes yeah it is his first attempt and they, I think it was interrupted or something like that. I don't know if they um, ever get to the end of it. I don't know if they ever, like, explain in an
1: interview what their intention was with yeah. or not.
0: But that was, if you look at what happened later on, that is the first Francis Dollarhide that says his... Or the first one that they find mm-hmm. or something. So um, I did... It's interesting because it segues from them at the crime scene to Will being in his classroom. And I had read... Something, or listen to a podcast where they speculate that was he actually at that crime scene or is he just teaching it?
1: Oh, I read that too. I was just like, why are we talking about no, this? I don't. Understand. I think he was like, there. not make sense.
0: They hand him the the file. <laughs> right. He asked to see the files. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe it does seem you don't. They don't place that opening scene in time, mm-hmm. so you don't know when he was there, because the next scene is him teaching and then Jack Crawford coming in to basically recruit him Yeah, and watching it the first time, my impression was that this is what Will does. He teaches and he goes on crime scenes. But now looking back at it and the introduction with Jack, I'm thinking, oh, no, we don't know when he did that consultation, right? Maybe that's one of the things he got out of the field.
1: Yeah, I can see why it's confusing. Um, but at the same time, there's something about the confusing bits of Hannibal, and I think they, they happen a lot. Um, that, I don't know. Is it intentional? I don't know. I think but it is. But it's kind of like, it's good, right? Cause part of it is that they're like, um, it's that observer participate thing that, you know, like, that they bring up later. That it's like, are you, um, like, confused? Are you like, um, like getting a thrill out of seeing serial killers do their thing. And if so, what's that about?
0: (laughs) I love that stuff. (laughs) There is that sort of, you're complicit in what's happening because you're viewing it as entertainment. Right. Yep. Observer participate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that, that I was thinking about that. So I'm watching it this time thinking of all of these things. And then they, they go into the classroom and I was telling Jen, I do recommend listening to this with headphones on because just the sound production is amazing. And for me, it was easier to focus on what was being said. And I said to her, I, I felt like, um, Hugh Dancy really tried to put Will's accent. I think he tried to give it more of a southern flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always liked his American accent. I never really noticed a problem with it, but I can hear I his know. British accent in the first scene. I'm going to have to watch it again. I can. But I wouldn't. I
1: wouldn't have minded it if he had done like a sort of New Orleans kind of thing. I mean, mm. I understand why they like went with just sort of the flat yeah. American accent, but mm. it comes out. He's supposed to have moved around. He could have had like that whole Gambit sexiness thing happening.
0: Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um, and then it moves into the first. I guess she's not the first victim of. The Minnesota Shrike, but they go to Elise Nichols' home mm. with her family, and and I'll admit the first time I watched this, I was it was sort of, it is disorienting. Like it's very disorienting to watch the show, and they don't lay things out very easily for you to follow. So I was sort of confused about where they were and how they got places, and um. That keeps going too. Yeah, that just it uh, just keeps going. <laughs> and I my notes on that was pretty much this whole scene. You know, they find this poor girl that has been killed and then brought back to her, uh, brought back to her home. And my only note says, "Team Sassy Science," yes. <laughs> which is for the newbies are the uh, forensic team. And well, I love Bev in that
1: scene because she's just uh, like bulldozes in there. It's like, alright, what's going on? Yeah. What's your problem? Like, who's this guy? They have oh, Will yeah, I read like... your
0: book. <laughs> Will's doing his thing. He's being all internal. He's visualizing all the stuff. And Bev's like, hey, I found this stuff.
1: She's like, she's the only character, really, who's just, like, not willing to play along. Well, she doesn't like, treat she's...
0: him like he's a specialty cup. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's why I That's love... That's like you're more like an everyday travel mug. Right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like she probably treats everybody yes. like an
0: everyday travel mug Oh, and, babe, yeah, I, I kind of love her oh and and I think that's the first scene where we really get I think that might be the first where they sort of give the first hints of Will's encephalitis because he mentions having headache and wanting some aspirin
1: yeah does he pop an aspirin hey, I think first... he pops an aspirin. well so much happens in this first episode like I was telling you earlier when I went back to watch it after watching everything in real time up until the end of season three I had to that night watch the first episode because it was like the
0: first meetings. No. So I had to watch it.
1: <laughs> and I didn't realize because it had been like three years since I'd seen it that nope. it happened in episode one. I thought for sure that at least took three episodes to unfold. Nope. But nope. It it's wrong. like all right there. <laughs> it's like Mr. Toad's wild ride. Yeah. So you're
0: in for it. God. Oh. Um, oh, I made a note. So then there's the whole scene with will finding winston now um producer justin and i foster cats for our local (laughs) shelter so the person who finds and accrues the strays is very close to my heart as producer justin gives some love to uh mom cat who's one of (laughs) our foster cats who suckered us into adopting her and i'm like oh i've been there yeah i know how that works Mm -hmm. oh look producer Justin brought a stray dog home <laughs> we have to figure out who it belongs to. Uh, and ju- that whole scene, yeah, it is. It's brilliant. It gives you this whole other side to Will. Mm-hmm. That, oh, God, I love him with the pack of dogs. And, oh, that scene, this is the thing. Sometimes I can't even like talk, <laughs> oh, that scene. About, like, can't even talk about things with clarity. Sitting and on just... the
1: porch, drinking whiskey. <laughs> and the whole it's introducing
0: much. the dogs <laughs> to the other, I was like, yes. Whoever, I don't know if follow-wrote that part. Yeah. But whoever wrote that, like, knows it. Yeah. Totally. That's how it works.
1: Well, yeah. And it's just, like, tension, 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 tension. And all of a sudden, you see him, like, in this relaxed environment that he's, like, made for himself.
0: It's like, oh. Oh, and the the (laughs) blow-drying Winston. Because we've we've had foster kittens, and they're a mess, and you give them baths, and you have to blow them dry, so they're they're warm.
1: So this brings up the question, though, does Will Graham blow-dry his hair? No.
0: (laughs) Just... Does Will Graham use product? Yeah, I would announce. No, no. It would, uh, it would ruin the, uh, the structure of those beautiful curls.
1: Those curls were carefully placed for the blow dryer. It's a product.
0: In the most random way possible. No. He probably has, like, a quarter-used jar of dried-up pomade that some girlfriend gave him at some point yes. with the best of intentions. Bingo. And... It's just kind of still there. You but. could be an FBI profiler, Amy. <laughs> I was rather fond of the Encyclopedia Brown books when Ooh. I was a kid. Um, But yeah, I just love, oh, the dog scene is so great. It's the best. Um, Then I had, oh, he has his first nightmare about Elise Nichols. His first, like, oh, sort of yeah. Holy Centauri nightmare. And then it goes into the scene in the bathroom with Jack. <laughs> <gasps> That's the best scene ever. And... I felt like this is, and pretty quickly, I I feel like they take Jack from from like zero to 60. Like Mm -hmm. Jack is in the, when he kind of recruits Will, you're like, okay, I see what this guy's doing. And then he just lets loose. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And he's so hostile Mm -hmm. and mean. (laughs) Well, I love that like
1: the bathroom was set up to be a reference to The Shining. You know, I love the colors and the whole bit. And then I wonder... I wonder if that's like just if that's another layer of reference that Jack freaks out like he f- he totally kind of flips character from you know it's like uh who's the guy in the shining who's
0: Jack I've never seen all of the shining. What? <laughs> I watched it once in high school with a high school boyfriend and we ended up making out so I've never seen okay. well, then <laughs> you I mean... got that benefit <laughs> 16 um yeah but anyway yeah
1: I mean that's and was it wasn't it unscripted? Oh, I don't know that he that. when he screams at Will, I thought it was. Oh, I
0: will look that That's up. That's something to research. <laughs> and but it was just that I was like, this guy's taking a lot of liberties with this person who he just introduced himself to, and they do go to a crime scene. But then, I, and I'm somebody I'm a social smoother, so I tend to like to keep my relationships on an even keel. And Jack just lays into Will, and I mean, Will gives it back in his own. Sarcastic yes. way, yeah, he's like a little shit about it. But Lawrence Fishburne is like
1: such a physical actor. He's like such a presence in that oh. scene where he just like boom.
0: <laughs> yes, I do love when he yells at the guy to go. He's the ladies, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't imagine like a boss telling you that. <laughs> um, and I think it's is it right here when they right after this they introduce Alana.
1: Yes. And in her wrap dress.
0: In her wrap dress. I do like wrap dresses. Do you like a good wrap dress? <laughs> now, I'm going to point something out that I read through a meta filter thread, is that some people posit that, particularly with Alana, but with um, characters, a Matrix-like color association, where if it's, I think, blue, they're in denial, and red, they are they know what's going on. Did I get my colors correct for Matrix? Oh, my God. Um I don't know if that's true or not. Now, of course, I look for it. We'll look for it. Yeah. But I don't tend, I tend to think not. I just think that those are colors that pop up. Mm-hmm. And often people will be in something that stands out.
1: In the you know, sometimes with these theories, like I like it. It's okay. It's fun. It's a game, but it also takes me out of watching the show and being immersed in it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really love. And yeah, sometimes it's like, Oh God, whatever. Like just stop trying to be
0: smart or something and just Take immerse in yourself in. in the show you know and i was an english major not the greatest one and out of practice for a long time mm-hmm. but i do tend to. i'm like what's the symbolism of this
1: point well and, it can be interesting yeah. but then at some point i think you just have to throw it away because it can be distracting yeah. it's like i'm a huge david lynch fan and i i love david lynch for a lot of the same reasons that i love watching hannibal and part of it is the not knowing and not trying to figure it all out because there's actually no real answer. It's just, it's all fetch. It's all like,
0: you know, beauty and reaction to that. Yeah, I just like to sort of sit back. It's the same way I read where I know, I'm like, I know there's references and things here, but I like to just sit back and absorb it mm-hmm. um, for the whole I like the whole package. Uh-huh. So then after this is, if I have my notes right, is our first introduction to Hannibal <gasps> when he's eating in his dining room. Oh, just amazing. Oh, yeah. God, <laughs> And the look on his, the smugness and the delight. And I love the description of Hannibal as like being this incredibly happy person. Mm-hmm. Because I think we're so used to Things that we consider non-normative are unhappy. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this person can be so far out from our own experiences and be perfectly content. Right. It's fascinating. It's great. Um, And, oh, God, I love that. Which I think the next illusion is they didn't really hit it heavy handed in the show. But I saw some notes and I think it's in the show notes is that uh, Jack shows up at Hannibal's office. Mm hmm. Well, first they have him. Uh, they have Hannibal with uh, with Franklin.
1: Oh God, <laughs> poor Franklin. I'm glad you just rewatched this because now I'm reliving it all oh, over yes. again. <laughs> I try.
0: <laughs> and and there's the whole. Uh, oh God, Franklin's just a. Ima- oh, I like. Re- I think I recoiled. Yes. I think I recoiled. I think the first time he was on, He's I was like, get this pathetic thing off my
1: TV and and, you know that again is just like the brilliance of the show because you're like oh I just want to
0: snap this guy's neck oops (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs)
1: she's just like why are
0: you get out of here and the look on animal's face where he's just like you're paying me to listen to you yeah and you just put your snotty tissue on my fancy table (laughs) and it's funny because like Moss is great at the micro expressions. Mm-hmm. Hannibal can be a, like a statue, mm-hmm. and it's but that makes any expression that he does use show up so well. So you're watching that, I'm like, how's Franklin not see the disgust and the like irritation being broadcast? it's because he's so full of his own experience.
1: Yeah, he's completely oblivious. It's like people who pet cats who are not used to cats and they don't realize like the ears back or the little mm-hmm. tail twitch or something. You know, I mean Hannibal's definitely like a cat. Yeah. in
0: that way like
1: oh back off.
0: <laughs> and uh and this is our fir- first introduction to Hannibal's office which I love and I was like yes this is my aesthetic. <laughs> I want to house- I want my house to look like this. My house does not look like that. Um and then Jack rolls in and I didn't really notice it until particularly having just rewatched the season mm-hmm. 3 finale. It talking about cats is Hannibal's reaction to Jack and his defensiveness mm-hmm. and his very sort of uh he's he goes he has this stillness to him and then you see him with the scalpel yeah. that he used to <laughs> sharp his pencils and then you know jack's like oblivious and then when he says he's like oh no i'm just here to to talk to you about consulting or or mm-hmm. doing an evaluation mm-hmm. and like the full body physical like unwinding mm-hmm. was am- like you just see him it's like this this Switch flips. Yeah. And
1: you can really see it in the rewatch because, you know, from later on during, I think the first time you really see Hannibal kill with Miriam Lass when he, when she's in the office. Oh. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to go get something. And comes back down and and with his shoes off and the socks, like approaching from the back. And like, you see what a killer he can be in that same space. And then, you you go back and you watch first episode, you're like, oh, that could have happened to Jack. Yeah. Like that same because Jack's making
0: those observations that are very much like this is what I do. Yeah. I look at crime scene, I make these observations, and Ed, Ed Hannibal says he's like, "Am I a suspect or am I being investigated or something?"
1: Well, and then the first thing that made that makes me worry about Jack's safety in that scene is just in the beginning where he mistakes Franklin for Doctor oh.
0: Lecter. <laughs> like how anyone no. could ever make that mistake, I will <laughs> never know <do> that. <laughs> He might get really offended and kill you. <laughs> Just on that alone. <laughs> I, I, it's fine. There was that um, costume uh, write up that you sent to me that was everything Hannibal wore. Oh, yeah. And they describe Will Graham as the human incarnation of cargo <laughs> pants. <laughs> and I think Franklin's like the human incarnation of sweater vest. <laughs>
1: Totally. He's wearing one there. Bad, pilled-up sweater vest. <laughs> Poor Franklin. I know. Yeah. I
0: feel kind of bad for him. Um I Oh, and then the next scene is when we get our two <gasps> our two guys together in the same space <laughs> first <of all. laughs> And Hannibal's not wearing a tie, right? Hannibal's not wearing a tie, and Will is just fucking ignoring him. <laughs> just <laughs> Totally ignoring him. Yep. And uh, that gets him every time. I know. <laughs> I, I watched it this. Time, I was like, oh, look, Hannibal brought his fancy coffee thing. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, he's drinking coffee, but he's brought his fancy coffee thermos, uh, which is beautiful and not available to buy anymore. I looked online. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and. Now here's, (laughs) this is a big spoiler alert. When I watched this, Jen said to me, I'm going to tell you something to keep in mind when you watch the show. And she's like, Hannibal is in love with Will from the first time he sees him. (laughs) In my defense, season three
1: had just ended.
0: And I was a little giddy. So I felt like I had to tell you that. So I watched the entire show with that in mind. Is that from the first time Hannibal sees Will, I don't even know if Hannibal realizes it, but that he is smitten. Yeah, and I might have actually. <laughs> My notes say he he is smitten, smitten. and Will is so sarcastic. <laughs> That's I what know, I have I know. here, and yeah, so I watch it, and then I like. I wonder what it's like for people who watched it without that idea in their head. To me, it was obvious that there was more mm-hmm. than just your standard work and then friendship relationship going on. Right. And I wonder, you know, I think some people probably caught on to it very quickly, mm-hmm. whether or not it was intentional. And I can't imagine watching it without that lens. I don't know if I caught on to it right away. I don't think I did. I think it was
1: like a slow revelation kind of thing. Slow burn. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's the best, it's
0: delicious. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't have said anything to you. That's okay. It wasn't a bad thing to think about the entire time. I it was, it was okay. Into the chrysalis. But yes. I can't the- <laughs> <laughs> Little did she know we'd be sitting here. I'm like. <laughs> you can tell me no <laughs> we talk about this all the time, which is why we're doing a podcast. Our friends are probably really tired of (laughs) us. So next they move on to the Cassie Boyle crime scene, which is the girl who's impaled on the stag's head. In the way that the show is not very linear, the first time I watched that, Mm -hmm. I thought, how did somebody kill a deer, deal with the head, and then stick this poor girl on it? Not even thinking of the fact that it was a trophy head mm, mm-hmm. and then they say something about how the head was reported missing and then my next thought i remember the first time i watched it was is hannibal working with the minnesota shrike as a way to get people mm. like, like that because to me anything was possible mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they very much give Hannibal these, like, godlike powers, like, he does these crazy tableaus, and you're like, how does, like, a 50-year-old oh, dude, yeah. like, do this yeah. stuff, right? He's, overnight?
1: like, artisanal
0: serial killer. <laughs> Handcrafted. Handcrafted. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, that's, I just had this, it was very, like, I was like, I don't understand what's going on at all. And I think, actually, that was something that, um, watching it the second time, I got it a lot better i might not say lungs Ooh. (laughs) oh but that's
1: yeah that's such a great scene though yeah
0: and the thought Naz back oh yeah (laughs) because it's the whole they took out her lungs while she was still alive segue straight to the um to him pressing the air out of the lungs which i think from janice poon's blog feeding hannibal Mm -hmm. she mentions that they they said they could get somebody else to do that and oh. he was like, no, no, I'll, I'll do it.
1: I, I remember know. reading from that that they were going to have him use a rolling pin. And uh, she's got the, like, this great quote, like, no, Hannibal Lecter is like a fucking rock star. <laughs> He's going to do that with his hands.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and there was that great shot. And producer Justin would like us to mention how if you read the scripts, <laughs> there's a whole scene that got cut out where um, Hannibal goes to Minnesota, I guess, to sort of, you know, scope out... A victim who looks like she would tie into the Minnesota strikes profile profile. and he's at a college and encounters Cassie Boyle and her friends smoking and they're rude and so she's his next victim (laughs) and then I think Jose Andres who is the food consultant mentions how, like he's mentioned, how, oh, if you had the lungs of somebody who smoked, they would be pre-smoked and would add all of these interesting flavors to the food. And that all got cut out. I think it was good. I've i read the scene and it I think it would have just You don't yeah, need to eat in there. It, yeah. No. And as I was saying earlier today, I can't imagine who'd want to eat the lungs of a smoker. That's gross. As an ex-smoker <laughs> I would I would want to eat that. Um so the, <laughs> yet again, Hannibal's so smug. Eating again. Oh, and then we get the first introduction of the Ravenstag. Oh! Yeah. Cool. And we were talking about the Ravenstag the other day and our interpretations Should of what we, it stands for. Are we going to go into that now? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we want to hold off on that. I don't know. That's fine. That's cool. Um... My personal interpretation of the Ravenstag is it is sort of uh, a aspect of Will. And and this is looking ahead to the end of season two, Mm. where we see the Ravenstag quote unquote die. Uh, And Will very much changed at that point. I know some people look at the Ravenstag as Hannibal's influence on Will. I tend to think of it as Will's own nature and maybe better nature and how like how he's dealing with the whole everything that's going on. Hmm. So I think it's influenced by Hannibal. I think there's well, I mean, to it, but
1: clearly it's not the death of Hannibal's influence on Will. Yeah. Because he then ends up as soon as he gets out of the hospital, hopping on a
0: boat and <laughs> sailing
1: to Florence. So <laughs> that didn't die.
0: <laughs> but I think that um I maybe mean, because it has the natural like Will very much a, a, a creature of nature. Mm-hmm. So for me like the natural, the tie to the natural is very Will.
1: It's, it's interesting that you say it's like his better nature because mm-hmm. that's, you know, like the sort of I don't know, the guide on his you are know, like the good angel on his shoulders. Uh, maybe it's almost like a coping mechanism. Yeah, 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 a coping mechanism is probably yeah. the best way to say it. Because it keeps him from really completely drowning in the darkness. Yeah. Which is really I guess what happens at the end of season two is like when the Ravenstag dies and he drowns in pool of blood.
0: Yeah. But he's not like completely, <laughs> completely drowning, <laughs> only mostly drowning. That happens later, <laughs> uh, but the oh, and then after oh, like, that's because Will's in the hotel, and then the next scene is Hannibal showing up with breakfast, right? And that was the I think the second thing for me. I was like, um, that's real forward, <laughs> like that's a really forward mm-hmm. thing with somebody you just met to mm-hmm. show up with food that you made for them, right? Because he's in love. <laughs> I think it's lurve, <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's lurve. He's lurve,
0: Uh. And the, um, it's the first introduction to the teacup mm-hmm. motif. hmm And I love how Will is just kind of blowing Hannibal off. Yep. Again. Again. But Hannibal gets a
1: laugh out of him, which I think is really important. Yes. Um, God,
0: everything happens in the first thing episode. <laughs> this episode's going to be really long. I about it. I'm i <laughs> like, Jesus, everything happens. Which, and this was something for me is it, I, listening to the headset, I caught so much more because our our TV's not that great. The speakers aren't that great. So I lost a lot of dialogue. So this time I was really tuned into it. Um, But I, yeah, I also have a note here. Happiest, <laughs> happiest of Hannibal. He mm-hmm. is the happiest mm-hmm. in this. I think because this is... Hannibal, and he's like knocking over the first domino. Yeah, actually that would be more, I think maybe Cassie Boyle, but he's setting everything in motion. And and they talk about Hannibal as like a happy person, but maybe a little bored. And right. so this it will has opened up a world of possibilities. Yeah,
1: oh totally. He's like I get to play. I got this present for him and he totally gets it.
0: And now I'm feeding him food and it's delicious (laughs) and I have my fancy coffee thing again um then they go onto the site uh the job site where they find the file on Garrett Jacob Hobbs Mm -hmm. and I would like to point out when they first show Abigail Hobbs his daughter she pulls up in about a 19 maybe like 89 Honda Civic hatchback I'm like oh that's my car (laughs) It's not my car right now, but I've owned that car. And to me, it was such a good example of them. It was like, that is exactly the kind of car that that young woman in that mm. place would drive. Mm. It was somebody from that background. Mm-hmm. I was like, that, I was like, because I have a dad that works in, um, in excavating in that kind of hands on work. And that's <sighs> the kind of, I was like, that's, it was, to me, it was a great detail of, that whole thing. Also, I was like, "It's a Honda Civic hatchback. I love them." <laughs> anyway, I don't have one anymore.
1: <laughs> well, I do I have do. to cosplay Abigail Hob. Yeah. Oh
0: no, <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I card- wouldn't like anything like her. Hardboard <laughs> Honda Civic in the back. There's <laughs> a picture of mine blown up. My <laughs> old one that producer Justin still uses. Um, but the whole—that's the whole phone call, right? And. The sort of from there on out, it just like crazy through the end of the episode, it just does not stop. And I'm trying to I'm checking my notes here. Um I think my notes got a little incoherent here. I think I kind of stopped taking them because I was just, <laughs> Did watching? You start just watching I just it. was just watching. That's what happens to me
1: all the time. I'm amazed you can take notes. <laughs> And I,
0: can't do it. I can't knit. I can't do anything. Oh. I watch an animal. I was watching Please. it with that intention.
1: Yeah.
0: But the just this whole like tumble through to the end. And I think what strikes me now is the the intimacy of the situation in the Hobbs mm-hmm. kitchen. Mm-hmm. Where I mean it's scary and there's people dying. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody they're trying to save. And then you get the whole thing of Hannibal watching Will, like, watching what he's... Watching Will doing. and Abigail.
1: Watching Will take care of Abigail. Like, so not only does Hannibal, like, fall for Will in episode one, I think he also falls for his murder family in episode yeah. one. He's just like, oh, this is this is great. this great. This could be us. Yeah. This could be our thing.
0: And it's just, you can see him looking, and it's like you can see him thinking... Like, through the possibilities. Like, if I get involved, what's going to happen? Right. And where's this, you know, what's it's going to go? And then he becomes almost this savior. I love, I love the literal, like, Hannibal rolling up his sleeves and mm-hmm. getting involved mm-hmm. sections. Uh, some people tend to portray him as very sort of finicky and prissy. Mm. And... I don't think that at all. I think he's very cultivated and all of that. But in my head, Hannibal does not worry about getting his hands dirty. No,
1: not when he is going after whatever he wants, then he'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Well, and then something I noticed is when they, when they show the last scene, which again, let's put the headphones on and watch the last scene, the sound, it's that very simple piano Mm -hmm. piece with the, uh, a hospital room with Abigail asleep and oh, H- yeah. Hannibal holding her hand mm-hmm. and Will coming in. And something I noticed is that I kind of couldn't tell the timeline is that Hannibal is holding her hand and you can see her blood all dried on the cuff of his shirt. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, he hasn't even changed out of the clothes mm-hmm. that he was mm-hmm. wearing. He hasn't changed anything. And, and it's just like that ending right there is you're like, where the fuck is this gonna go from here? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck is gonna happen now? Um, so, God, it was great. It was great. Yeah, it sound. So it um, something I was thinking about is so in the book mm-hmm. Red Dragon, mm-hmm. they talk about the Hobbes episode oh yeah like early on it had happened after will catches hannibal and doesn't he consult with hannibal when hannibal's in in jail in order to catch in order to catch garricko pops i thought so i don't think so I only read this like six weeks ago. Okay, so maybe you're okay. I, but I can't remember. Well, we'll I, look this up and put it in the show notes. <laughs> I just
1: thought, like, part of the drama of Will going to visit Hannibal in jail is that they haven't seen each other since
0: he caught him. But it's the books; they're different. Yeah. No. 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 I'm not talking about where they tie in together. But I, I was saying in in a parallel to this in the in the book like the timeline yeah the timeline changes that i think he goes so i think it's that thing where hannibal does help will in the books already find him him. but it's after they um i think there's been a second i'll look it up Hmm. i can't remember yeah you're
1: gonna have to look that up to convince me
0: (laughs) i'll look it up i'll email jen and then i'll put it in the show notes uh so i'm trying to think what other things do they pull in from the the books in this I think they just the talked, first episode. Yeah, I think the it's just episode. really the Jacob Hobbs stuff.
1: Yeah. Which was just like one sentence in the book. Yeah. Really. I mean, they don't even mention what his daughter's name is. They just say he had a daughter, yeah. I think. And that's the end of it.
0: And that it drove Will nuts. Yes. Yeah. Poor Will. <laughs> I was I didn't know about this when I watched it because I didn't really get onto like the fan sites or blogs or anything until afterwards, but I was watching season one, going, "Oh my god, somebody help this man!" <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out this is about this about to save Will Graham. Save Will Graham. Somebody help Will Graham. Um, so I think there's was there anything about that stuff that you about, it's the first episode that you do you feel like if you can get somebody to get to the first episode, they're hooked. I don't know. I can't.
1: I I try not to like judge that anymore because I think that. Like, there's a point where if you're really obsessed about something and you really want your friend to watch it and like you keep harping on them that they'll maybe like never watch it. Mm-hmm. So I try not to do that.
0: <laughs> Which I told Jenna, like, why didn't you make me watch this earlier? She's like, cause I was, I would have sent you in the other direction. By yeah. It, so. Like, I don't want to turn people off. You'd be like, Oh my God. That's all she ever talks about. I don't
1: want to watch it. Cause that, I think that totally happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With other folks.
0: Um, so. <laughs> I yeah, get surprised at it, it low key. Yeah, yeah. I get surprised at the people we know who aren't into it.
1: Well, I think the thing is is that there's this whole um oh, it's about eating people and it's really gross and I don't want to spend my time <clears throat> With that subject matter When really that's kind of not what it's about At all and it's hard to explain to people That it's not really about that It's like saying that Twin Peaks was About like the murder Of a high school girl Because it's not really about about that that. (laughs)
0: I'll confess i've never watched twin peaks oh my god (laughs) sorry we have to make like a running list of things you have to
1: watch so the shining (laughs) without (laughs) making out with anyone
0: (laughs) and twin Twin peaks Peaks. and i i the last tv show i watched regularly when i was younger was northern exposure Mm. which i loved and then in my mid-20s my roommate and i would watch gilmore girls and actually we would then watch anthony bourdain and uh Jamie Oliver. It Mm -hmm. was our Tuesday nights. And then after that, I did not watch TV really for another 10 plus years. Streaming has really changed things.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch television television until Hannibal came back on. And then I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to get reception for NBC television. So that's the only reason why I tuned into actual live television for three years. And I don't do it anymore.
0: Yeah. Stream it. Maybe I'll buy it if it's really good. I bought the last season of Hannibal because it wasn't yet available just to stream. And I was talking to Jen and she's like, just buy it because it it looks good for them if they buy it. And I know there's the huge Save Hannibal movement. And they keep teasing us of the possible season four somewhere down the road. Oh, so here's the thing. If we
1: hear in August 2017, or maybe like in September, because it'll take them a little while, that they're going to have season four and we know what platform it's on. Like, we have to have a special
0: podcast. Oh yeah,
1: I'm coming oh, to yeah. your house in the middle of the night, whenever, yeah. and we're just going to do it. We're
0: going to do the thing. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <gonna> happen. Hannibal's <laughs> back. Oh. Um, yeah, that would be... That would just be us just screaming. Yay! It'll be like, you know, fireworks. when your team wins the Super Bowl. Suze <laughs> <laughs> Whale. What were those things Why called? are they jumping on a car outside with their tops <laughs> off? Oh, Hannibal's got to We could set fireworks off in my neighborhood. Yeah. And nobody would bat an Dude, eye. Dude, it's Baltimore. Yeah. We could yeah. totally get away yes, with it. It would be great. So. It'd be just another Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there could be a static uh, jubilation somewhere in the next year and so i did want to go into these questions that uh, our episodes probably going really long that heather asked us over oh yeah we do have a friend (laughs) who's a fan (laughs) as as crazy as we are um and we were telling her about our plans for the podcast and she basically started to pepper us with questions because she's a scientist she's a scientist she likes to know things does like to know things (laughs) and the first question she asked us was would hannibal want to live forever i don't even know where that question came from were we talking about vampires before that i know
1: i think of the highlander song the queen song
0: who wants to live forever oh i don't remember that one i'm sorry um i think we were both in the gnome
1: oh yeah absolutely no no death is like something for him to like have friction against like i think his whole life And the whole idea about, like, how things are so, like, neon beautiful to him is because they all die. Like, he's super aware of that. Clearly, he kills people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's all, yeah, it's like that's everything's made sweeter by the potential that it could be. That it could be gone. Though, um, I said that I feel like if his particularly if he felt like it was a good death Mm -hmm. he wouldn't fight it i said in opposition to will who like fights for life yeah he he rages against the dying of the light (laughs) and you see that in the season two finale yeah um but yeah hannibal i think if it, it particularly i don't know how heather also asked us if he could choose his death what do we think it would be I cannot even begin to imagine.
1: Yeah. I think, um,
0: you know, probably
1: um, dying embraced by Will
0: Graham. (laughs) Spoiler alert! Going (laughs) off the cliff! I mean, that's that's up there.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's probably a really good death for him, right? Like, that would be a good ending.
0: Yeah. Yep. I think, like, maybe, like, meeting a good adversary, you know, mm. in in battle almost or mm-hmm. something like that. But yeah. and and because she was like, "Oh, do you think he'd want to be eaten?" And I was like, "No, because for Hannibal, eating people is a power play. Like it's it's a power over." And so I don't think necessarily that he would want that to happen to him. Right. On the other hand, I could see in the way that it's sort of like a almost in like a religious sense, like taking someone somebody's body into yours. Mhm. And it's like a consecration. Yeah. Um, but then she asked if, if asked to create a recipe for someone who would want to eat him, what would it be? Like, how would Hannibal like to be cooked? Super fancy. Super fancy. I feel like it'd be something French, maybe. Oh, yeah. Do you think? Classic French. I think maybe some, I don't, I the uh, molecular gastronomy, I don't know if Hannibal would be into that. It might be a little too fussy. Hmm. Um, but, I feel like it's something that would involve a lot of steps, but it wouldn't get to the the, the strangeness of the I think
1: you might talking. want to be like savored over time, mm. you know, like like little bits and pieces of him like eaten in very fancy ways yes. over like a, a year or something. Yes.
0: Yeah. No <laughs> Not canned <laughs> stew, like packed in those little freezer bags that he packs people in. But I mean, he could be alive because it's like what he did to Gideon, Abel Gideon. Oh, yeah. You know, where he could live through most of it. God, that was the worst. That was the worst. But, but I, I feel like almost like he would, in a way, enjoy watching if, if he liked the person who was eating him, he, he'd enjoy their enjoyment. <laughs> So like will was yes. slowly digesting <laughs> yes. him. It's like for some to smoke like this and then I'm like sous vide this like and then this other thing.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, and I mean that kind of makes me wonder about um uh Gillian Ander- Gillian Anderson's character. I can't think of her name right now. Bedelia. Bedelia. Bedelia, Like what was her end game? Like did she really in some way just want to be slowly eaten by cooked and eaten by animal um did he make her think that she wanted that right yeah like if she's sitting at the table at the end like oh yeah
0: (laughs) i thought i wanted this but i was wrong (laughs) (laughs) kind of do but oh no No. (laughs) (laughs) i got myself into bedelia we'll get to her she's a piece of work that's what i'll say um So yeah, do we have any, uh, do you have any recommendations for anybody to... I didn't, I was really super unprepared for this first podcast. I like to make outlines, so (laughs) I'll talk about the cannibals. Oh, please talk about the cannibals. Yeah, I'm just talking about the the cannibals, and we'll put a link in the show notes. Cannibals is a, um, a Tumblr comic. It is about Hannibal, but they're the Cannibals. (laughs) And Hannibal is a penguin, Hannah Penguin, and Will is a mongoose. <laughs> and they have baby penguin Abigail because Hannibal stole the egg from some <laughs> other penguins and they're raising her. No, he stole him from the Shrike's nest. Oh, she's a shrike? Oh, I thought she
1: he, I don't know. I think it's like you don't know, but uh, they mentioned in the comic that he stole Abigail from a shrike's, shrike's nest. nest. And they're like, but well, why does she look like a penguin? Because <laughs> <laughs> she takes after her father. <laughs> exactly. I freaking love that yeah. little comic.
0: <laughs> and I forgot who I know that uh, Al- Alana is a pony and Margot's a zebra or vice versa. As we just found out today, Franklin is a walrus. Perfect. And Jack is a bear. Yeah. Perfect. And I forgot what other people are. But it is amazing. It is funny. It really hits like some excellent points mm-hmm. about the relationship. Hannah Penguin is hilarious. What's also hilarious is that people who are into it now reblog to the person who makes it all sorts of penguin (laughs) videos, and I mean, I have have done this. And then there is an AU of the cannibals (laughs) called the Cuddle Husbands. (laughs) I think there's also, I think there's two Cuddle Husbands AUs. There's the one where they're a panda and a red panda. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's the other one, which is Space Dogs. Space Dogs is a ship that is um, one of Hugh Dancy's characters, Adam from a movie I still haven't called seen Adam. That movie. Haven't seen that. Yeah, and um then Nigel, which who Moss played in Charlie Countryman, which I have seen. Which. It's good I'll for him. I'll, t- I'll talk about that in a minute, but <laughs> so um in the cuddle husbands AU of the AU they are raccoons. I haven't seen and that one, Nigel. Yes, so animals two thumbs up. We highly recommend it. It is funny. It is astute. It's awesome. Um, I would say Charlie Countryman. I watched that movie, and the beginning I really liked, mm-hmm. and then I started to not like it. And I loved Nigel yeah. and I loved his last scene with some yeah. of it was amazing. Yeah. I was like, this is some of the best acting I have like ever seen in this last movie. Yeah, Maz is fucking brilliant in it, but like very early
1: on, I was like, oh, I've seen this movie like a whole lot. And it's like, like, you know, some dude's like, what would I do in a crazy foreign country? And some wacky girl's in love with me. Kind of I'm like, oh,
0: well, oh, and the whatever. thing I was like, Oh, look, it's like a white dude yeah. from America whose life sucks. So he yeah. goes to some Eastern European country, inserts himself in other people's business. all cause he's in love. Mm-hmm. And I don't even get the impression that she's in love with him, even at the end. Right. And, and I, I cannot remember the character's name, which makes me feel terrible, but I always, and she seemed very passive. She was just sort of, in a way, kind of going along well, yeah, with the men like, in her life. So it's like the white guy story. Like, that's it. Yep. And then all this fucked up shit happens, which is Charlie's fault, <laughs> but it's okay. Cause he's in love. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but Nigel is, again, not a nice character. Mm -mm. some amazing lines some amazing acting and his last scene is like there is one shot i was like oh he just had 10 emotions in the span of three quarters of a second they just go across his face i was like that was amazing uh so yeah that movie it's i wouldn't say you're wasting your time if you watch it because there's some good points oh yeah well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In all of them. We have to watch Adam though. I've never, watched, I've never that. watched that either. We'll have to watch it. Yeah, I'm working my way through their back catalogs. King Arthur, not a good movie. Just watch the beginning <laughs> with the scene. Not <laughs> too, a good movie. Yeah. And then that's it. Not You're a good done. Movie. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's um Cannibals was my recommendation. That's a good one. I mean- we'll both recommend cannibals today Sure, (laughs) we'll think of something else next time um so yeah i think that is that enough for us (laughs) today we've been going on for what like an hour and a half (laughs)
1: like i feel like we have plenty
0: (laughs) like we always do this is what we this is why we're doing this because we just talk about it all the time and we're like we might i think i jokingly said something about a podcast or that justin suggested a podcast (laughs) I think it was like already happening and then it's like oh I'm involved in this yeah. okay no I wasn't gonna do it by myself and you were like yes sure. let's do it and well. I was like well now the gauntlet has been thrown the oven mitt has been thrown down <clears throat> um so yeah this was head full of Hannibal episode one should we sign off now okay okay so Jen <laughs> yeah don't go in the murder basement Jen okay don't go into the murder basement Amy <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening.